We're going to open our scriptures. Um, we're going to spend the next 10 minutes um, in reading and contemplating a, a passage which is very familiar, and I've got a few thoughts to share from the church's Bibles. It's page 810, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse uh, 12 onwards. We are on the series Uncomfortable. And um, today is Uncomfortable People. Um, so, we, can we have the slides, Colin? Please. So, um, the first Sunday we talked about embracing discomfort. Uh, last Sunday we spoke a little bit about the Uncomfortable Cross, who, which in the end it's, it's, it's a gain. And it brings to life and to freedom. Then uh, today we're going to be talking about uncomfortable people. Next Sunday we're going to be thinking a little bit about comfortable Christianity. And um, we're going to finish with what does it look to be countercultural in our comforts and stuff. But today we're just going to focus on um, uncomfortable people, the body of Christ. Um, so if we can have the, 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 the slide with the scriptures, please, Colin. Uh, that will be great. Would anyone like to read it for me? Mark? Starting from verse 12. The body is a unit, though it is made up of many parts. And though all its parts are many, they form one body. So it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slave or free. And we were all given the one spirit to drink. Now, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. So if the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear... Where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has arranged the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable, and the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor, and the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, whilst our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has combined the members of the body and has given greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. 
If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. We've got this picture of the body. And again, it goes back to the analogy that I, I, I mentioned earlier on in the service that when we talk it about when we're talking about church membership, we're not talking about names written on spreadsheets. We're talking about people being empowered and released and being energized to be active members of the body. So so but also we need to be aware that as much as we want for things to, to be fantastic and be perfect, we need to be aware that being part of a body is an uncomfortable experience. We, we've got people um, that this body is made of people of all different personalities, all different backgrounds, and um, not everyone's cup of tea. But we have not got a say in who the members of the body are. It comes with a package of embracing Christ. So the first, the first thought that I have for this morning is that as God's people, we, we ought, and this, this is one of the things that I am very grateful to God for allowing me to be part of Cairns Road because I celebrate the diversity that is in this body. The fact that you've got a blooming foreigner for your minister says it all. The fact that you are able to embrace people of different journeys in life. The, the, the way that as a church, we, we've got this outwork, uh, outlook for, for the community, for people who come through these doors, for the neighbors, and, and the way that we... Uh, represent different nationalities in this gathering. I think that's, 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 that's something that we, we ought to celebrate because um, it's, it's rare. I'm reading books now on, on church diversity and, and it's talking about challenges that the Western church has with, with typical things that have been done in certain ways for so many years and people are not able to move out of that because they're struggling. And I read that and I think, well, this is not us. Praise God for his work. I, I, and and as, as I think of the body, I, I, I realize that there is a diversity here that it's comfortable, but sometimes it is uncomfortable. And it should be like that. Because these are the areas that we say, but that's how we want to build the kingdom of God. I cannot say that I don't need that person, and you cannot say that you don't need that person. The hand cannot say that it doesn't need the eye, neither the eye cannot say that it doesn't need the ear. So, so, so what Paul is trying to do in this passage, he's trying to, to actually give some practical ideas to a Christian community in Corinth, which is struggling. It's struggling with their understanding of church. It's struggling with that outworking of what it looks, because actually what they receive from 
what happened with the early believers in the, uh, in the book of Acts has, has kind of passed on to the generation, but now we've got the second and the third generation of Christians. And this diversity is so bizarre in such a multi-ethnical community like the Greek community in Corinth. And, and Paul is writing to them and he's saying, guys, this is something that you could work on rather Bring it as a problem for your disunity. And I I just not only want to acknowledge the fact that I celebrate with you the, the fact that we are a diverse community here, but I think we've got a responsibility here for the churches in the city, for the churches in the West, that we need to model something. So let's not... Be good and pat ourselves on the back to say we've done it, we've ticked that box. Diversity is not about ticking boxes. It's about leaving the button on to the next generation, passing on the, the, the diversity. You know, so what is it that works well at Cairns? And what is it that works well from a, a laid-back Mediterranean pastor? You know, what, what, what is it that we, we're struggling with? But this is part of our diversity. And, and I think it's, it's important that not only we acknowledge that and we celebrate that and we praise God for that. It's a special place. But we're saying, God, what can we do more with this? What is it something that we can take this a step forward and saying, if we want your kingdom to come to Bristol, if we, if we want for your kingdom to reach out to our communities, if we want for, for the kingdom to come in growing churches, what is it then us say in all of this? And what is it that we can offer to the churches? What is it that we can offer to our communities? And what is it that they are pointing out that it gives us an opportunity to point them to the power and the presence of Jesus? So diversity it's not easy, and as much as we want to celebrate, we acknowledge that it is difficult. It is difficult because, as I said, it's part of the compilation of God's people. But if we read the passage very slowly, and we, we see that some of the things that come out of this passage, one of the things that is really great about this that actually this is God's combination it's not it's not our work it's God's combination of bringing a group of people like you lot including myself into a of community of faith and we're saying we're going to pursue Jesus and we're going to pursue our discipleship with him despite of our diversity. And saying those words of the covenant is not easy. And I know that for some of us it's, it's uneasy. And I know that for some of us it's been a journey to come to, 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 to that place. But basically that's, that's what we're saying when we mention those words. That we cannot do it on our own. We're all different. But we're going to do everything that it takes by God's grace and help and power of the Holy Spirit to make this as much functioning body as possible as God wants it to be. So 
let's continue to celebrate uncomfortable diversity, but let's not stop there. We've got work to do. How, how do we work then around the areas that we are uncomfortable? What is it that we can bring to God? Not only in prayer, but, but again, coming back to that idea of picking up our cross daily and following Jesus, following his example. Look at how Jesus dealt with people that betrayed him, with people that treated him un- they didn't treat him well with people that actually went to see him for the wrong reasons, for the people that followed him and left everything. We, we, we come with all different motivations when we come to follow Christ. And, and somehow, those motivations are rubbed against one another when we try to work it out in the body of Christ. And when we notice our diversity... This is the areas that we say, God, this is very tough for me to do. Can you please break in? So, as much as we want to celebrate diversity, I want to say that we need to acknowledge it and not deny it or leave it on the side and say that by God's grace, we're going to be working together towards this. If I go around the room. We're all different people. We've got all different needs. We've all got different ideas. How does a group of people like this discern the mind of Christ? Unless we tune our hearts with him and we're saying, God, we want to make this work for your glory, for your kingdom. One thing that I've been really struck this week is that in the midst of celebration is what are some of the things that cause me to be frustrated with the diversity. Um, I've not got a list yet, um, and I'm not going to share it with you, but it has been a very searching process for me. And I, I just wanted to, to reach out to you with that as well and say that as, as we've come together and as we look at the year ahead, what are the things that cause you frustration that are different than what you think or different than what you have understood to be? And how are we going to make that work by bringing it to God? Celebrating, but at the same time acknowledging that diversity is uncomfortable. The second thing that I've got here is that acknowledge that unity itself is uncomfortable. And one of the things that comes very clear from Jesus' message, we look at and his, the way that he has dealt with his disciples. John 17, look at Jesus' prayer. prayer. The prayer from, from, from Jesus for his disciples. Father, I pray that they may be one so that the world knows that you have sent me. So unity is not just part of the package that we're doing something great and we're going to do it together. But it's part of the bigger picture that by us being united and tuning our hearts 
and, and our souls and our actions together, we're saying, God, we want to reflect you to the world. I had a conversation with somebody from a congregation this week about anti-rights. And one of the, the, the phrases that anti-right uses is that actually uh, our worship is a double-angled mirror that in one sense we reflect God to the world, but also we bring the world to God. And that's our act of worship. So, so, so in, in us doing that, in us working towards unity, in us looking at 2019 and we're saying, God, wherever you're leading us, even when it comes to making a decision about should we have followed the star or not have followed the star, should we do this particular activity or not that particular activity, should we pull the plug, should we carry on, should we have a big summer thing or not, these are all decisions that we have, but how then do we bring ourselves to be united to what God has called us? So that the world see, so the world sees that the reason why we're doing all of this is that they see that the Father has sent Jesus in the mission of reconciliation. And we want that. So one of the dangers then, and I'll finish here. I've not kept my promise for ten minutes. One of the things that is comfortable is complacency. And I struggle with that. Um, So how do I move on from being complacent through this idea that, oh, it's all fine in the diversity and in the unity? And um, one of the phrases that... um, the, the author of the book that um, we, we're, we're reading, well, I'm reading, and based this series, he's quoting a guy here, and he says, membership in a local church means joining your imperfect self to many other imperfect selves to form an imperfect community that through Jesus embarks on a journey towards a better future together. Now, I don't know who Scott Souls is, but I think it's, it's, a, it's a very good quote that we realize that we are imperfect and we realize that the people that God has called us all together are imperfect. But we're bringing that together before Christ through Jesus to embark on the journey towards a better future together. And that future together that is better is when we see God's kingdom come. But it has to start here, folks. It has to start with me. It has to start with you. It has to start with that decision that we made together today that saying we want to honor God. We want to love God. We want to love one another. We want to journey together. And we want to see the message of the good news be good news for the poor, for the marginalized, for the 
displaced, for the rich, because everybody needs Jesus. So with that statement today, we're saying, God, more of your kingdom, more of your power, more of your spirit, build your kingdom, God. We're going to finish by singing that song, Build Your Kingdom Here. And it starts from here, and it goes into our families, it goes into our neighbors, it goes into this building with the things that we do during the week, and we're saying, build your kingdom, God. I want to embrace the uncomfortableness, I don't know if that's a word, of the diversity. And I choose today to say that through God's grace and his power, I want to be united with my sisters and brothers in Christ. Amen.